Hello, everyone, and welcome to She Heard, She Believed, and She Prospered podcast. My name is Anisha Davis, and I am a minister of the gospel. I am here to bring you encouraging messages that will help you with everyday life. The messages are Christian-based, and they are truly uplifting for the soul. Again, I want to welcome you, and thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful journey to a healthy and prosperous life. Hello, guys, and welcome back. I am Minister Anisha Davis, and today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to properly communicate. I know that's a huge topic for a lot of us when it comes to communicating, and especially as Christians, it is so important for us to properly communicate with one another and to always show forth the love of Christ. But this is one thing that the enemy loves to destroy the ability to communicate properly. One of the very first things we must put under subjection is our emotions when it comes to communicating. And so that's the area that the enemy loves to run rampant in, um, you know, always controlling us, our frustration, our anger, getting upset, you know, getting down or depressed, the, all those emotions, you know, those are emotions from the flesh and that is not what God desires of us. So they stem from the flesh, like I said. And then what does it say in Romans seven eighteen? It says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So Paul is saying here, nothing good dwells in my flesh for to will is present within me but how to perform that which is good, I find not. So Paul is talking about the flesh. And I, you know, I know most of us will say, well, I do know how to do good. No, our good is not the same thing as God good. When Paul is talking about doing good, he means perfect, being in the same form of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to say that we're able to do that in and of ourselves is absolutely incorrect. There's no good thing that dwells in this in the flesh. This scripture is letting us know that when we try to do things in our own strength, our own emotions, it will not lead to good. There's only one way to communicate properly, guys, only one way. And that way is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do that in and of our own strength. This is only possible for us to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us so that we're able to communicate properly. It's what we have to do in Galatians 2.20. What does it say? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ lives within me. So when we try to do things in our own strength, when we try to communicate in our own strength with, you know, we're talking about relationships here. So when we're trying to communicate with that significant other, with that spouse, with that partner, we're trying to do it in our own strength. And I promise you that flesh is going to start pricking at you, causing you to get upset and frustrated or angry or, you know, displeased because of what someone has said to you. We, we have to work on our tone. We have to work on our delivery. We even have to work on how to receive. And we can't do that in our own strength. It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us so that we can have open hearts and open minds and have a great, you know, dialogue when it comes to communicating. So let's discuss Galatians 2.20. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. So what does that mean? It is a picture of the word of God being preached to you. The truth, not the law or religion, 
No, it's the word of God, God's love, God's son being revealed. So when Christ is preached to us and revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, there's a revelation um, of his son and that is God's spirit. There's a revelation that comes by the Holy Spirit and that's God's spirit revealing to us. And only God's spirit is able to perform in us the ability to be able to communicate properly. In Colossians 1, the scripture tells us that we are transformed out of darkness and into light. Now let's think about that for a minute. What darkness? The darkness of the fall, the darkness of operating out of our flesh, the darkness of that was partaken by Adam and Eve. When they partook of the fruit, they wanted to be as God. Amen. That means operating from your own self, doing things in your own strength, getting up, going about your day only with your perspective in mind, not God perspective. Amen. And so that is not what God desires for us. But when we do this thing, hallelujah, when we do these things, we're operating from a self perspective. But the Bible says that he's transformed us out of that perspective and into the kingdom of his son, into light, from darkness into light. Who's light? Light is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Light is truth. Light is the word of God. Light is springing us out, you know, bringing life to this mortal body that we're in. That's in Romans 8. You know, it says, just as the spirit gives life to Christ and raised him from the dead, he gives life to our mortal bodies as well. So his word transforms us from a self-perspective to Christ's perspective. And what does our perspective, self-perspective look like? And then what does Christ's perspective look like? This is what self-perspective look like. It's the communication that is formed in a manner that only benefits self. So when we're communicating, we're communicating to that partner, but we're just unleashing how we feel. We want them to know how we feel. We don't care who it hurts. I got to look out for me and only me. My way or the highway. And making sure that that person, when we're in that going back and forth or when we're communicating, we want to make sure that we're exalted and not the son of God. And we know that that is not what God desires. God desires for his son to be exalted. Amen. Even if we're right about a matter. What, what about when we're right about a matter? Even if we're right about a matter, matter, it's an opportunity for us to shine forth Christ. It's not the opportunity for us to boast. It's an opportunity to be humble and let the son of God show forth from us, through us, out to that individual and represent God's love. Also, when we're operating in self-perspective, guess what? Arguing, complaining, fault finding, they're constant when we have a self, when we are self-focused, when we're operating from a self-perspective. But like I said, when even when we're right in the matter, we don't have to argue about it. Do you know the only time you argue is when you're in fear? What are you in fear of? You're in fear of that individual having some type of, you know, reign or rule over you. And so we're grinding our knuckles, trying to make sure and grinding our teeth, spewing out things out of our mouth to make sure that we're heard, that we're right. And that is not communicating properly. God does not desire for us to communicate like that. I promise you, when you allow the word of God to become your life, amen, when you allow his perspective to become your perspective, and we're going to look at that right now at Christ's perspective. When we have an understanding that Christ died once for all, that means myself, that means my spouse, that means you and your spouse, your partner, your relationship, the person that you're in relationship with, 
when Christ died, he didn't just die for myself. He died for them as well. So with him dying for the both of us, we should always respect one another. We should also always show forth Christ's love to one another because him dying for both of us put us both on the same playing field, put us both in the arms of Christ because he loves the both of us. And we have to have an understanding that everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Even ourselves, we've all fallen short. We all need a savior. All of us need a savior. We all need love. See, when you have Christ's perspective, then you'll it'll, it'll cause you to humble yourself and not try to be a person that always want to, you know, project our perspective out onto others, always looking for ourselves. Like I said, got to look out for me, my way or the highway. No, that's not great communication. Do you know when you do that, you've made that person a servant to your voice and you yield to your way rather than to God's voice and his way? And that's not what God desires. What else? Not only does he love all of us, not only do we all need his love, but if one knew better, he or she would do better. When you have Christ's perspective and you're in the middle of communicating with the individual, whether it just be on a topic, whether it be just, you know, everyday life of communication, whether it be in a heated argument or disagreement, whether it be you're trying to explain a situation to someone, Whatever situation you find yourself in, if a person knew better, they would do better. When you have that at the top of your chart, when you have that in the forefront, when you're communicating with this person, then it'll allow you to look behind that situation. It'll allow you to recognize something. And we're going to talk about that a little later. So what do I mean about better? If they knew Christ, they would do Christ. So that's why it's our opportunity to show forth Christ in the midst of communicating with that individual. It's when we come into the knowledge um, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are able to properly communicate. And now that we understand that our perspectives are not valid, we're able to receive his life for us. And when we're able to receive his life for us, meaning receiving his perspective, thus we live. We're able to live out, amen, and Christ is able to live through us. But again, what does Galatians um, 2, 20, 21 say? It said, nevertheless, not I, but Christ lives through me. So when you're communicating, it's not you who's alive, so therefore you shouldn't be worried about, you know, you getting your point across. You shouldn't be worried about, you know, my way or the highway. You shouldn't be worried about, you know, uh, you know having an I don't care who I hurt attitude. no. When you have that perspective that Christ is flowing through you, then it'll change how you communicate with that individual. And what does what does that look like, Christ flowing through us? We are observant of the issue at hand. We're, you know, we pay close attention to what is being said. If you sit back, silence is golden, guys. When you sit back and you listen to an individual, then you'll hear something beyond what is being said. And that is the beauty of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're able to identify fear and replace it with love. We're able to identify that this person is operating, act, acting like this because they're in fear. What are we in fear of? We're in fear of not being heard. We're in fear of being hurt. We're in fear of being embarrassed. We're in fear of being humiliated. We're in fear of not knowing, not having this huge, you know, uh, education. You know, a lot of people thrive off of knowing a lot, being educated. You know what? God said he used the foolish thing to confound the wise. So 
allow the word of God to bring you wisdom and knowledge, not a PhD, not an MD, not those type of things, not being highly educated because you've read all these books or because you sat around prominent people. No, let the word of God educate you to a point where you're able to properly communicate, not through a communication of boasting. Amen. And so we're able to identify fear and replace it with love. That means you're able to understand what that person is going through. You're able to see that they're hurting or you're able to understand that they're angry because they're just trying to be heard or they're angry because they simply don't understand. And that's your opportunity to explain to them. Now you may get an individual say, well, you don't have to talk to me like a child. And you know what? God, you you continue to pray for that individual, but you continue to explain, you know, you don't want to do it in a, in a way where you are, um, you know, in a, in a condescending way. No, you, again, what, what are we operating from here? We're operating from Christ's perspective. We're operating from a place of love. So condescending shouldn't even be on the table. And this also leads us to learn the art of silence. When we operate from Christ's perspective, it teaches us the art of silence. Calmness allows us to be able to identify the enemy who was behind the discord, the pridefulness of, the timidness, the fear, all that that's flowing through that individual. We're able to identify that this is the enemy and the enemy is the author of chaos. So do uh, um, if we could, when we recognize that it is the enemy, when we recognize that he is the author of chaos, do you know what having a relationship with the Holy Spirit does? It gives us power. Do we have any idea of how much power we have because we're children of God, because we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Didn't he say that when he go away, he was going to send us the spirit? And what does he, how does um, Ephesians 1 define the Holy Spirit? A guarantee of that which is to come. So he's a guarantee. He's God's spirit with us. And he's guaranteeing us that even when Christ come back, he will be with us, with us also. So the Holy Spirit is a guarantee of God being with us in the midst of that conversation, in the midst of communicating, in the midst of that situation. And so we want our communication to flow properly. And how do you do that? By flowing in the Spirit, in the Spirit of God when we communicate. When you are speaking to your partner, you do it in love. That's also Christ flowing through you. You let every word that you speak edify him or her. You do not down talk them. You do not bash them. You not like I said. You you not speaking to them in an authoritative manner or in a condescending manner. No, you're whatever words you're using. You're using those words to edify them. Amen. What else? When we are operating from Christ's perspective, it. Um, when you're operating from Christ's perspective. This is possible when the atmosphere is not toxic. And what do I mean by that? If you know that you're frustrated or some anger has set in in that partner or yourself, it that's a toxic situation. And, and so when that sets in, it's so important to tread lightly. And it's okay to go silent. Why? Because if you do not go silent when frustration or anger or you know sadness has seeped in, if you're not, if you don't tread um, lightly, the enemy will wreak havoc. It will cause things to be said that should not be said. It'll cause opinion to form that should not be formed. And it'll cause the situation to turn out totally opposite of the way that God intended. So 
it's okay to go silent. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to say, you know what, let's take a break from this topic, especially if there's no breakthrough. It's okay to say, you know what, if you don't mind, let's table this right now and let's come back to it. Because sometimes you have to table something, go away and meditate and pray about it, and then come back when things are clear, when the when the emotions have calmed down. Because when you, again, when you're trying to talk through that thing and you're heated or that person is angry or someone is sad and has been hurt, it's best to just go silent and just walk away. What else? Let me interject something here. We have to meditate so that we understand who we are in Christ Jesus when situations like this show up. And why is that so important? It's important because this helps us to not take things so personally. It's important to meditate. It's important to know who you are in Christ Jesus so that when you're communicating, when you're in the midst of talk, discussing that subject, to diffuse anger and frustration, sadness, you know, insecurity, all the, that stuff, knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. And guess what knowing who you are in Christ Jesus does? it allows you to be one with the father. You become one with the son and you become one with the spirit. And what happens when you become one? We understand our purpose. And when we understand our purpose, we don't take things personally. We love that individual. And we, let me tell you why that is so important. Because when you understand your purpose, which prevents you from taking things personally, when an argument flares up, you settle it. And you go back to loving that individual just like you loved them before that argument. How is that possible? Because you're not taking that one situation and summing up how you feel about that individual in that one situation. Do you know how many people do that? Do you know how many relationships we fail because of that? It is so important that we do not do that. It is so important that we do not do that. And like I said, when we understand our purpose, we will not do that. Summing up an individual over one circumstance is what makes people have ought, bitterness, unforgiveness to this day because they do not know their purpose. Their purpose is to edify everyone that they come to, in contact with. Their purpose is to exude Christ, to express Christ out from them. And when you're in a relationship, it does not um, exclude expressing Christ. It is the greatest opportunity for you to express Christ because the, what God desires to do is to live out and be expressed amongst the both of you in a relationship, in your marriage. What else? When we understand our purpose, we are powerful. Weapons will form against us, but they will not prosper. Why? Because we won't be able, we won't, you know, we won't let it toss us back to and fro. It's just like they say, just like the word says in James, it will not toss us to and fro like every wind of doctrine. No, we stand firm in who we are. We know who we are. So what did we talk about? Silence, one with the father, knowing your purpose. So you know who you are. What else, what, what, what does knowing who we are allow to flow through us? unconditional love. When we stand firm in the truth, we're able to express unconditional love. And how are we able to do that? Romans 8, what does it say in Romans 8? That he has predestined us, called us, 
justified us and glorified us. And now what else does it say? If God before us, who can be against us? Who will bring up a charge against God's elect? Amen. So when you know that about yourself, when you're sure and firm as to who you are in Christ Jesus, you're able to have proper conversations with your loved one. You're able to have conversations that do not belittle them, that do not cast them down, that do not make them feel um, unimportant, that do not make them feel un that do, um, do not make them feel unloved. You don't want to do those things. You want to make sure that everything you say out of your mouth is always uplifting our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying this is something you're going to learn overnight. What did I say in the beginning? It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal the word of God to you, to real, reveal the truth to you about who you are and transform you out of that mindset into the proper mindset, which is having the mind of Christ. What does Paul say in, in Philippians? Let this mind be in me as the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. That is the only way that that is going to happen. So please do not take this message and go out and try to do things in your own strength. No, I pray that this message is, is um, allowing you to see that we all fall short, allowing you to understand how important it is to allow Christ to flow through you, allowing you to understand how important it is to learn of who you are in Christ so that it's able to flow through you and also allow who you are in Christ so that the power that dwells on the inside of you can spring forth out of you and um, shine the light of Christ out to others. Not only are you just com are you communicating, but you're winning souls to Christ. You're allowing your life with that individual to shine forth for all others to see. And I'm telling you, when you live like that, people begin to question, how is it possible? And you're able to tell them about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that it's not you and your perspective and your strength, but it's through Christ that I'm able to communicate properly. It's through Christ that I'm able to have a heart of joy and peace and love. Amen. So I pray that this message has blessed you, that you take what I have said and you go and you meditate on it and you meditate on the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you so that what, what is being said can be applied to your life so that you can have happy, healthy relationships so that your communication could be communication that is fruitful, that is healthy, that is not damaging and deteriorating, but is healthy, that is growing. Amen. So I pray that you have a blessed, 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 awesome life and take these words and, and don't just keep it for yourself. Please share the podcast with others because we are here to uplift our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, thank you so much for listening in. She Heard, She Believed, She Prospered will be a bi-weekly podcast where I discuss many topics supported by Bible passages and how they apply to everyday life. We believe in feeding the soul and uplifting the spirit with truth, truth that expresses the love of God. My hope is to share Christ in a way that will encourage you to believe and live the life God has predestined for you and me. Don't forget to visit us on Instagram at She Heard, Believed, prosper and on Facebook at SHSBSP.
Visit us on Facebook at Truth H-I-T-I-A. Visit us on YouTube at Hisha Ministries. Visit us on Instagram at He Is Therefore I Am. And check out our podcast for women at She Heard, She Believed, She Prospered. Shop with us on our website at www.hishaministries.square.site. There you will find our latest book, I Am Marriage, along with other books and journals that teach us about the good news of Jesus Christ. You can also email us at hitia1973 at gmail.com.